Hello, my angels. It's Rachel. We're back for another episode of The Many Versions of You. I'm hoping that this is going to be a really cozy and relaxing episode. I sure could use it, and maybe you could too. Let's get into today's chat, which is going to be all about grounding into the core you. So when I say core you, I mean the chillest you, the coziest you, your favorite you, whatever comes to mind when you picture an authentic version of yourself. So I'm going to be honest, I'm in the middle of a move and I'm not feeling like the best version of myself. And I'm really trying to harness my inner chill, connecting to my own Huga energy. And when you're experiencing a changing identity, you are in a deep learning curve. I'm grieving what I am not. I'm feeling miraculous of what I am. I'm feeling hyper aware of my own emotions and shortcomings. And I'm trying to just distance myself from that shame and that blame and connect back to, I like to call it the cozy me, the cozy you. So today's episode is going to be about creative ways to survive because we are free to evolve from moment to moment. So you need to live a life that is beautiful and an accurate representation of who you are at your core because that's going to make you happy and blissed out. And that's what we're striving for, especially when we're going through some hard times and we really need that extra reminder that that core you is always there and you can always slow it down, do a little less, and connect back to that authentic version of yourself. One way to do this is to create some rituals and routines for yourself. They can be changing. They could be always looking different. But as long as you're setting out to have the intention of some rituals throughout the day, it will be a nice reminder that you are in charge of your own day-to-day life, no matter how out of control things can feel. Because... Let's be honest, balance is really hard to find in our modern society. If you're a parent like me, if you're a caregiver, if you're responsible for anyone else other than yourself, it can be extremely exhausting and really hard to remember that you need to nourish yourself before you can take care of anyone else in any capacity so it feels maybe like you have some mom guilt or you have no time in the day to add more onto your plate that's natural and I see that you have to honor that but you have to realize that it's not serving anyone to have limiting beliefs and to keep yourself small and to keep yourself moving so much that you aren't even connecting back to your own intuition 
that's not helpful for anybody, especially yourself. So things that I love to do. I love a long walk. Bonus points if you have a dog that you can bring with you. When I was pregnant, I... It was 2020 and it was a global pandemic and I lost all my employment and I was certainly feeling overwhelmed and what I did constantly, what I did definitely daily was take my dog for long walks around my neighborhood. It kept me sane. It kept me feeling like there was something that I could put on a to-do list and cross off. So if that's where you're feeling right now, so overwhelmed, I know it's so basic, but go outside and take a walk. Even just the bilateral stimulation can be so helpful for your mental health. Maybe you don't know what bilateral stimulation is, so I could give you a quick little definition, a little rundown. Bilateral stimulation is stimuli, which occurs in a rhythmic left-right pattern. It was discovered accidentally by Francine Shapiro when she was walking in the park in the late 1980s. She noticed some distressing feelings she was having about a particular situation suddenly ceased. I mean, she reflected back on what happened. She remembered that she had experienced some spontaneous cicadic eye movements. And so she started looking into it. And the discovery led to the development of EMDR therapy, which is supposed to be super helpful for anxiety. Um, It's a core treatment element of EMDR, bilateral stimulation. And it has some benefits, which are relaxation. Uh, It increases your attentional flexibility, which means your thoughts become less stuck in whatever was bothering you. It's a distancing effect. It means that the problem seems smaller and further away from you. And it just overall decreases. So since we know that walking causes bilateral stimulation because it's repetitive and the movement of your feet, the shuffling from left to right. This is a super easy, free, and accessible way if you are an able-bodied person to help balance your left brain and your right brain. Something else that I love to do when I have the time and space to is a daily tarot card pull or reading your daily horoscope, or subscribing to newsletters, or substacks from your favorite people, or inspirational creatives. These are all basically something that on a day-to-day basis, you can do this and it will be different. Every day, every time that you pull a tarot card, or you read your horoscope, or you read your daily newsletter, it's a new chance to absorb some external information that you can in turn use to help evaluate your internal situation. So for example, when I'm feeling really lackluster about 
where I'm at. I pull a card from my tarot deck. Then I read about the card and I reflect back on how I can use this knowledge to help me feel differently about my own personal situation. One of my favorite artists, her name is Mary Evans. She has a few different decks that I really love. And one of my favorite decks that I own is from her and it's called the Vessel Oracle deck. I can for sure link this on my show notes. Um, I bought this as a present for myself when I got married and we used it when we eloped. We had everyone who was there pull cards when we first got to the Airbnb that we rented and I just feel like this is a tangible tool in my toolkit that I refer back to time and time again and I always get something out of it. I love an oracle deck. If you don't know the difference between a tarot and an oracle deck, the tarot deck is more traditional whereas the oracle decks are a lot more free-flowing and they can have a variety of number of cards, a variety of content. They're a lot more personal to whoever created the deck. And for those of you who are not super into spirituality and who will never and have never owned a tarot deck, that's okay. I'm basically just trying to suggest that you go to a external source that you trust and find beneficial to get yourself out of your own head and apply whatever you're getting from the reading or the object to your own personal struggles. So I mentioned subscribing to online newsletters or substacks from creatives and inspirational people or just people that you find funny, relatable, aspirational, whatever. We're so lucky to live in a time where some of our favorite people are willing to create free digital newsletters straight to our inboxes that we can use as reminders to tap back into a feeling of joy. And notice how I'm not suggesting to go on people's social media accounts. I'm suggesting to stay away from the social media, away from the distraction and the noise when you're feeling like you need to get back into the core you You don't want to be flooded by so many people's thoughts and so many people's opinions. You want to be conscious of who you're getting your information from, especially when you're feeling a little disconnected from your own self and you're not feeling grounded because you don't want to feel even more confused and even more disconnected from yourself. So that's why a newsletter can be really nice because it's a lot more intentionality behind it and it's a longer form of media so it tends to be hopefully probably more substantial or well thought out than someone's 
post or a video, which is a little bit more ephemeral. And of course, everyone's core you is going to look differently, feel differently, sound differently, present itself differently. So I'm not suggesting that things that are going to help me will help you. But this is basically just a time for you to reconnect with tools that have helped you or maybe this will inspire an idea that is completely unique for you. But just to remind yourself that you need to embrace the power of choice because I think it can be really hard to remember that we have the power to shift away from lack mentality and embrace the power of making a liberated choice and being sovereign. Uh, A podcast that I'm obsessed with is Busy Phillips is doing her best. I've listened to every single episode religiously. I find it to be such a good resource for me. And in one of the episodes, she was interviewing Paula Pell. They had a guest host on. Her name was Danielle Henderson. The episode was a lot about choices. So I jotted down a few things that they said in the episode that really resonated with me. Danielle quoted... I made a series of choices that put me in the pathway of saying yes. Some of your choices can be as simple as who is in your life, which we talked about on the last episode. It really does matter who is around you and who you are getting your information from. So like I said, when you're feeling so out of touch with yourself, go back to those tried and true sources, those people that have that ancient knowledge or that have that perspective that always can shift something in you internally. It should be your most cherished people that you're allowing in to your energy when you are feeling so disconnected from yourself. It's really important to surround yourself with people that are on the journey with you and not holding you back. You can be so limited by the people that are around you even more than materialistic or physical choices. The people that you are getting your information from, it matters more than you think. Online, it kind of all just blurs together and suddenly a stranger's opinion can really deflate my energy. So just putting up that energetic boundaries. There's a meditation visual where you sort of envision yourself in a little pink bubble, a little pink cocoon around you, and you're sort of keeping your energy super sacred. So I like to picture myself having more of a energetic boundary when I'm feeling disconnected and ungrounded than when I'm feeling like I want to be a sponge and absorb everything. These are different 
mentalities you need to bring to different situations. You don't want to be absorbing others' energy and mindlessly scrolling when you're feeling so out of touch with yourself because you're such a vulnerable version of yourself in that moment and you really need to have less noise and less feedback than normal. So just really honoring making wise choices with your friend groups because when you're feeling disconnected from yourself, you really don't want to go to outsiders for validation. You want to go to tried and true sources. Don't forget that no one else knows how to cheer you up like you do. So recognize the power that you are holding no matter what you're struggling with. If you're honoring your truth, then you are connecting to the authentic you because you're acting on your own authority. I wrote down in my notes, structure your day as intentionally as possible. This can mean the days do not always look the same, recognizing the days that you need more or the days that you need less of something. This can be really hard to do when you're feeling so sensitive you really can get down in yourself or not accomplishing enough you need to lean away from your triggers and anxiety whenever and wherever you can and get away from the feeling that you need to perform or pretend Sometimes we hold ourselves back from a life of authenticity because we believe we are tied to the identities of our past. We are each a product of our programming and the beliefs that we've inherited. That doesn't mean that our thoughts have any more or less weight to them if they're positive or negative. Sometimes you're in a shit mood and you just want to be in a shit mood. And sometimes you are unrealistically optimistic and that's what that situation requires so it's not about trying to force happiness or you know tricking yourself into feeling happy for so long that you're being phony it's more so just being aware of what's going well and what's not and not having judgment about that. But it can be helpful to write down what you're feeling grateful for on those days that you're really not feeling in tune with yourself because anything that is a constant that you are grateful for will always snap you back to an authentic you, the core you, just naturally because it helps you feel a sense of worthiness that you are lucky enough to experience something or someone. So whether or not this means you're writing down you're grateful for your family or your friends or your partner or your job or your house, your pet, whatever you can connect to that is hopefully a constant that's not 
in a transitioning time. So for me right now, that would definitely be I'm grateful for my daughter, for my husband, for my dog, for my family, for my health. These are things that are not going away right now and not shifting, even though my environment is changing with the move. I'm not going to focus on things that are in flux right now. I'm going to focus on the tangible constants that are there and that I'm super grateful for because that can feel like it helps me stay super grounded in myself when I connect to that feeling of gratitude. We mentioned some rituals. So for me, something that's really important and helps me stay grounded is a morning routine and an evening routine. I definitely am excited to kind of put a reset on those once we move because I definitely have been not as conscious and intentional with those as I could be right now. For instance, my evening routine right now is every night before I go to bed, I do a French lesson on Duolingo and I do a meditation and then I go to sleep. Ideally, I would be doing these things which are on my phone, which are on a screen. Ideally, I would be doing these things at least an hour prior to going to bed because I know that it's stimulating my mind and the blue light is not great for my circadian rhythm, my sleeping patterns. So in an ideal world, the grounded me would be doing these things in a different room than my bedroom. I'd have the phone nowhere near my bed at night and I would just have like a cup of tea in bed and I'd read my book and then I would fall asleep naturally. But that is not what is happening currently because as we are right now, the house that we live in, if you open the front door, we made the living room our bedroom. So I don't have a room in my house with a door that I can shut where I can meditate quietly. I meditate in bed, so when my husband's going to bed, I usually start getting quiet and go to bed too, and it will be nice to move and have a different setup where I can, at this new house, hopefully be downstairs meditating and then go upstairs and have the phone nowhere near me. Um, so it'll be nice to set out and create a new intentional evening routine and a morning routine, but... I don't want to get so crazy about listing what I do in the morning or what I do in the evening because number one, it is constantly changing. And number two, I feel like listening to someone talk about all their self-care, it's boring and redundant and can also be a little bit triggering so I'm not gonna like list like lemon water and stretching and skincare routine blah 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 I'm not gonna say all of that more so what I'm trying to do is suggest that you are creating your own routines and natural times to wind down throughout the day 
because that can really help you stay grounded. So what I would suggest for myself will look totally different than what you would suggest for yourself. So it's more so just setting the structure of intentionality throughout the day and staying mindful and being present and waking up and saying, okay, today I really don't feel like doing a whole face washing routine and a shower and all of that. I want to roll out of bed and just go and grab a coffee at the coffee shop. Maybe the next day you wake up and you're like, I want to just start the day so slowly and I'm just going to go into the bathroom and do a long self-care wellness routine. It might look different every day. It's more about the consistency of prioritizing setting a rhythm and a pace to the day. So hopefully that makes sense and isn't confusing. I'm just suggesting intentionality behind the rituals and the routines that you're incorporating every day and being super aware of the days that you need more or less. I'm going to keep this episode short because... It's a crazy hectic time for me and I want to keep this manageable. So let's wrap it up with just a few takeaways from today's episode. You need to focus on creative ways to survive. Whether this is crafting, reading, writing, walking, hanging out with a friend, whatever it is, keep yourself in a feeling of joy as often as you can when you're feeling disconnected from yourself. This is not the time to feel judgmental of your emotions. You need to send compassion to the past versions of yourself so that you can ground into the core you. We're free to evolve moment to moment. Allow yourself to be seen. When I'm feeling disconnected from myself, I know that I'm a person who wants to hide, shut down, be avoidant, disconnect. That is not going to help me feel more secure in myself. You need to affirm the right to become whoever you want to be. You need to live from a place of wholeness. Release yourself from the burden of performing a more digestible version of yourself for others because that is exhausting. And if you are exhausted and depleted, you will not be able to ground into the core you. You need to do things that are nourishing, whatever that means for you. If that means to binge watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City for 48 hours, do it. If that will help you feel closer to the core you, do it. Do not feel shame about it. I feel like that is just so liberating to embrace the concept that you need to act on your own authority even when you're feeling confused and disconnected from 
yourself. Because doing things that you think you should be doing or acting in ways that feel digestible to others in a phony way to help you feel like you've got it good on paper or whatever is such the opposite of a helpful way to ground into yourself. Do not perform who you think you should be and instead slow down and tap back into who you really are. And hopefully you have some resources and tools that you can lean on in those tough times, whether it's a tarot deck, whether it's a favorite book, whether it's a meditation. I use the Headspace app and I have been doing a daily meditation for over 1,800 days in a row. So I can definitely say this is a super helpful tool for me personally. I've learned infinite amount of things about myself through meditation and specifically on the Headspace app, there's so much cool content on that. So I would 10 out of 10 recommend using that. Not sponsored, obviously, but would take the sponsorship putting it out there. Honestly, I don't have that much more to say on this because, like I said, I wanted to keep it cute and cozy this week. And I would just, as a few tangible takeaways, here's things that I have personally done or that I'm going to do this week to ground back into the core me and get back in touch with what makes me feel really safe and cozy and secure. So indulging in little delights, getting your little treats, having your little drinks, a little nice seasonal latte, or something I've been going to get in town. There's a kombucha shop and they have a little apple spice kombucha. Oh, it's super delicious. Uh, You do it you know, over ice, you get it like watered down and it's like so absolutely scrumptious. I also love a maple latte moment or something super seasonal in fall for like October, November moment. One of my favorite little cafes are doing a maple bourbon latte and I just wish I could drive there and drink it and journal and read in their little back patio. It's up the coast in central Cali. I will not be making it there anytime soon, probably, but you never know. But I can just envision myself taking the little drive and then getting the little sip. And it's just indulging in the little delights of life like that is just so crucial when you're feeling overwhelmed and you want to just get back to Something so basic as like a seasonal latte. 
but it's helpful. At least for me. Yeah, just embracing the little, like I said, the Huga energy, putting on your favorite shows, getting snuggled up, drinking a favorite drink, just keeping it super mellow. And with that, I think that's this week's episode. I hope you can do whatever it is that will make you feel like the cozy and cute you that you are, ground into that core you. This has been the many versions of you. Thanks, guys. Bye.